Welcome to Somebody's Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Kendra and Nicole. And welcome back to another episode. Today is episode 13. Dang, 13. <laughs> 13. <laughs> you have to go back and look like, what number, what episode are we on? <laughs> we doing the dang thing, okay? Yes, we are here for another week. Um, so I hope you guys listen to last week's episode um and catch up if you haven't caught up what are you doing go catch up listen i know you guys are listening in the car probably or in your house or whatever but make sure when you get back to your phone you go ahead and leave a rating and review on apple podcast that will really help us with our reach and if you like the podcast why not tell us you know We'll never know unless you tell us. So make sure you guys Amen. do that. Leave us a five-star rating. At least if you don't want to leave a um, a review, you can just at least do the rating. Like both is good, but if you can at least leave five stars, that'll help. <laughs> yes, very much. Thank you guys. Yes. So we're going to jump right into our weekend recap. So Nicole, what did you do over the weekend? How was your weekend? So, my weekend was not as exciting as yours. <laughs> Kendra's, as you guys know, weekends are lit. So, over the week, what? I said for now. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so, over the weekend, I had a pop-up shop on Saturday in Santa Monica for my store, and it was a really good day, so that was awesome. Um, while I was there... I met this girl and I haven't even told Kendra about this yet. So I'm telling Kendra and you guys, okay. At the same time, I met this girl who um, did this movie and it's won, I guess a couple of film festivals and it's on HBO and yeah, I talked to her and we definitely should try to see if we can get her on, but she did this movie um, it's now on HBO Max, and she produced it, and she pitched it, and got it to HBO before it even got the awards. But basically, something I didn't even know about, but I think in the 60s it was, um, government put something in power to try and control family planning, mm. and they were sterilizing um, women predominantly Hispanic women and some black women. And what they were doing was just having them sign this paperwork and didn't know what they were signing. Oh no. So they were sterilizing all these women trying to do population control. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was also happening in Puerto Rico. And I haven't watched it yet. So I'm going to watch it this week, but I was like, as soon as we watch this and definitely Kendra, you check it out. You guys check it out. Um, I feel so bad because I can't think of the name right now, but we'll put the name in the description. I believe it was like Pray for Rosa or Pray for Rosa or Rosa, something like that. Uh Rosa spelled R-O-S-A. And when I met her, I was just thinking, wow, I had no clue that this even happened. Dang. And so there was some huge lawsuit or something like that in LA. I got to watch the movie to find out what happens, but basically they, they, they explain what happened and that women were finding out by trying to get pregnant the second time. Yeah. And finding out they had signed paperwork to be sterilized. It, it was, I was like meeting her like, Oh my goodness. So 
maybe we'll listen to it and try and get her on the podcast and she was super nice so i was really happy to meet her mm-hmm. um yeah it's called para rosa which means for rosa oh there you go yeah see kendra you know see? my google game is strong you know what i'm saying okay <laughs> co-host with the most okay yeah okay so para rosa there you guys go and um i can't wait to watch it this week so i was really happy to meet her and it's just crazy how so many things happen in history that is not really shared or repeated or or told you know what i mean right and the stories are being told now and eyes are so open and you know it's so many things going on like through netflix hbo like these stories are being told i'm just like oh my god like Like, whoa i i did hear about that like before in other countries and stuff but not here yeah so wild so um probably recap with that with you guys later and then sunday of course i just hung out with the kids had a good old time and sunday i really try to make family day so we just got like hung out played went for a walk and just like did the family thing you know it loves it yeah so kendra <laughs> let us live let me live through you for a minute what <laughs> tell the good people what you did this week okay so first I'm gonna start with um how our first day of school went because we said we would update that this week right oh yeah 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 okay so it was traumatic I'm just kidding (laughs) it actually (laughs) is but um so yeah Kendon had his first day of school on Tuesday and um I was, I thought I was prepared. I thought I was ready and everything just happened way too fast when we got there because of COVID, you can't even walk your transitional kindergartner mm-hmm. to class on the first day of school with all these other little kids running around, parents everywhere, people everywhere. You're supposed to just drop your kid off at the gate. <laughs> so thank God my husband was with me because I'm like losing it. So the way they explained it in the parent meeting was not what happened. They said Mm -hmm. that the teacher would be there to meet them and to guide them to where they're going to go. Because my son, he met his teacher. He didn't meet the lady at the front gate. So for those of you that don't know, this is his first experience away from his parents. He's never been to daycare. He didn't get a chance to go to preschool because of COVID. So he, um, this is his first ex- school experience ever. And we get to the gate cause we're trying to figure out like what's going on. Cause there was no clear like signage of what was happening until you got to the gate. There was a lot of the teachers and work workers and staff they had on their little shirts. So they were helping the kids like find their classrooms, but I'm looking for the teacher because I was told the teacher would be out there. So I'm standing in the front of the gate, holding his hand, looking for the teacher. And they're like, oh, what grade? And I'm like, TK. And they're like, okay, come right this way. And they just literally take, take him away. You're like, wait, wait. And I'm like, I, I have his water bottle in my hand. Like, I don't even get to like kiss him or hug him. I did all that in the car and at home and stuff. But, you know, he's looking at he's looking back at me like what's happening and I just had to walk away because if he started crying like I was gonna like lose it on everybody yeah so my husband's standing there he's like recording him and then I come back and I look 
and he's like talking to the lady. He's probably like, where are you taking me? <laughs> and where is my teacher? Right. But um, everything was fine. He was fine. Um, they walked him back to where he was supposed to be and everything. But I cried for two hours. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because for me, it was like yeah. the, the fear of the unknown. Like I'm a person that likes to plan. I need to know what's going on. I need to know where people are going to be. Like, I need to know what's the route you take to get there. Like, so we never got a tour of the school. We don't know where his classroom is. We know like the classroom number and stuff, but because they didn't allow us on campus, there was no information besides what they gave us in an email. Right. I'm like, bruh. So I'm emailing the teacher while they're in class. Of course, she's not going to email me back, but I'm like, did he make it to class? Like, hello. Like, these strangers took him. That's why I made that real because I was like, I really just dropped my kid off to these strangers and I'm supposed to act like this is completely normal. Supposed to just walk away and like go on about my day. Anyway, my husband, he already knew I was going to have a hard time. So he like cleared his schedule. Aww. for the morning and he's like what do you want to do he's like i know you said you wanted to exchange your shoes do you want to go to the mall so i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I want to go to the mall <laughs> she's like okay let's go to starbucks so he went to starbucks and um and he's holding it together too because he's just as distraught as, as i am but he's keeping it together right so we go to Starbucks and he had them put on my, um, I guess he must have told the Starbucks lady what's going on. So she wrote like super mom on the oh. cup, like you're amazing or something like that. And I started crying again. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, am I super? I just left my kid with strangers. Right, I? I feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what is super about me? Right. But it was perfect because by the time we went to Starbucks, we went to the mall, a further mall, and did we have to do and come back, it was time to pick him up. So we, um, and then when we picked him up, he's like waving all excited, but then he doesn't like run into my arms like the other kids. And I'm like, you didn't miss me? (laughs) When I get here, I need you to run. Run and hug. Run and hug. He's like, I did miss you. He's like, stop holding my hand. So he's trying to be a cool kid already. Oh, wow. So I was like, over him at that point. Like, whatever. I've been crying all day. You don't care. <laughs> get in the car. Get, get it. Get your in the car. <laughs> and that's how quick you can switch from, oh, my God, my baby to get your butt in the car. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> The second day was a little bit better. By the third day, we had it down packed. Um, drop off t- this morning was completely fine. So I'm good now. I feel like he's safe. He's in a good, he's in good hands. Some other people that I know um, vouch for the teacher and for the school. They actually um, transferred their kids to this specific school. So it all made me feel a little bit better. So it was it started with trauma, but now it's all good well i'm glad (laughs) it improved okay because i know i think i talked to you a little bit that day yeah you texted me like are you okay and i'm like no (laughs) i'm not i'm not okay i'm actually not okay (laughs) 
<laughs> but I appreciate like, it's gonna get better. Right. I appreciate my my friends for reaching out because they know that I was so like, oh my gosh, my anxiety was at an all-time high leading up to this point. But now I'm happy. Like I can go and do things. Like I still have my my younger son um with me, but it's just easier to get stuff done with one kid. So now I'm appreciating it. And the time goes by so fast. Now I'm like, dang, it's not enough time. <laughs> Wait, it's not 30 more minutes. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I got to hurry up because I need to be there and make sure that he's not waiting for me or anything like that. But right. anyway, I took a lot of time talking about that. So I'm going to jump to the weekend. Um, we actually went to Vegas again. <laughs> but this time I went with my husband to go see Usher. Hey. It was so good. Like the show was amazing. Like we literally flew in Saturday. The show was on Saturday. We flew out Sunday. Like we literally just went for the show. Um, and it was a really good experience. I was telling my husband, I was like, everything was so smooth. Like just our travel and everything. Cause we decided to, we usually like get a ride to the airport or Uber or whatever. But we're like, Oh, we're only going for a day. So we parked our car at the airport went right in like no trouble i have tsa pre-check now so it was like really easy um and then we just at first we weren't going to rent a car because it's just for one day but we decided to um to do turo if you guys have not done turo is some people have you know sketchy um experiences but we've always had good experiences with turo wait what's turo i don't even know what that is so turo is basically like this is not an ad (laughs) It's not an ad. I'm stop saying the name. <laughs> but we but we still want to know what it is. So basically, it's an app that you can go on to rent other people's cars. Oh. So it's like Airbnb for cars. So instead of going to a bigger rental car company and paying all these extra fees, they have like a flat rate where it includes your insurance, like you know, if you want to pay for the gas, you don't have to fill the gas up and you can rent like luxury cars. This is what we used when we went to Houston and we did like a Maserati for the day. Like you can go rent and it's not expensive. I think that was like maybe $200. So, <clears throat> excuse me, you can, you can do rent a Honda, a Camry, a Lamborghini, like you can rent whatever you want. So say I owned a Lamborghini you would go on the app you will say you want a lamborghini on this day what area you're in and the app will configure people that have that in your area you can look at their profile you can read their reviews you can see their picture and all about them and you can pick who you want wow so the people that we use i think i don't know what kind of, it was some type of mercedes like a sports car mercedes i don't know i'm okay. not gonna cars but I think it was only like $100 for the day that includes like your gas and your insurance and like all the bells and whistles. And um, the hosts were so sweet. They put like a little note in the car and they're like, oh, we hope you guys enjoy your day. Cause my, cause you tell them like what you're traveling for. Yeah. And they're like, we hope you guys enjoy your date away from the kids. Like, um, and then they have flowers waiting in the car for me. And they had like ice cold water because it's Vegas, it's super hot. Ice cold water, mask, um, sanitizing wipes, and a little game for us, like a couple's game. 
so the host the host is a married couple and they have little kids so when my husband told him like oh we're just doing a quick little getaway without the kids for a day they took that and like literally personalized it i could have cried i said oh my god they don't even know us so they were super sweet wow that's super nice but it's also smart because it's like I'm going to remember that. So next time I go back to Vegas, I'm going to want to book with them, you know? Right. So um, that was a really good experience and a great start to our trip. And then we met two other couples there. So we had dinner. Um, We stayed at the Caesars Palace and that's where the concert was. And we had dinner there. So we literally didn't leave the hotel. Oh, nice. Good, because it's hot. It was hot out there, it's right? It's hot, and it was so many people, because it was like um, the NBA Summer League was this weekend, too. Yeah, so I saw it, at least 10 people was out in Vegas this past week, because uh, my industry was out there, too. The boutique industry was out there oh, this time, too. Oh, yeah, because it was people everywhere. So we literally didn't go anywhere, but in our hotel. Excuse me, but the show phenomenal from start to finish i did not sit down um wow like he he's dancing like he's 25 like singing amazing and it is a a production like you know it's like he came out on skates for one um song he had like the um i think it was supermodel what y'all know about it I don't know if it was that song where he had the strippers, but he had like the girls on, I should say dancers, not strippers. They weren't taking their clothes off, but um, they had the whole setup like it was like a club. And these women are freaking talented, okay? There was a pole hanging that was not attached to the ground. Like it was literally like hanging from the raptors. And this girl was doing all her tricks and stuff with no harness on in the sky. And it was a floating pole. Like the pole was not anchored to anything. And she maneuvered on that thing as if it was in the ground. She had full control of her body. I've never seen anything like it. I was so they like, had a production a, a big production like it was like amazing um every song that you wanted to hear he did like and the crowd was super diverse um i'm happy like it was a sold out show but there still was like empty seats because you know sometimes people buy tickets to sell mm-hmm um so we had a one empty seat next to our party on each side which was good because it's still COVID I was in there with my N95 mask on the entire time because I'm like listen everybody up in here singing no nobody needs to be breathing on me (laughs) okay you're like I got mine layered okay I feel like they had the rows spaced out enough to where I felt comfortable because you know I was going to ask you about that so was the was it the row you said the rows were spaced out like so it's a theater it was a theater setting Mm -hmm. but i feel like it was a good amount of space in between that front row and you and then everything is stair-stepped right Mm -hmm. so i don't but i don't feel like when i was sitting down like you know when you sit down and your knees be all up on the back of the other seat and you'd be like oh excuse me like it wasn't like that i feel like i had a good amount of space in front of me 
Um, and then I was like elevated. So of course the people behind us was elevated over us, but they were, it was pushed back. So I don't know, I felt okay about it, um, but I still wore my mask the whole time. And the most of the people around us had their mask on as well. So that made me feel better. Yeah. Um, and then once it was over, we got up on out of there. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was fun. I got to go now. <laughs> we got us some food and went back to our room and took our flight the next day. But it was worth it. It was really good. Um, that was the last show until December. Whoa. Yeah. So, um, it was a really good show. He didn't bring out any, he brought out Lil John, but I think Lil John is always there. Okay. Um, but that was good. I feel like I've been seeing everybody go to that concert, but I feel like that must be so cool for him because it's, it's probably since he's already a really good performer mm-hmm. now to just only have to be in one space. Yeah. It's like, he's rejuvenated. Like mm-hmm. this is practice to him. Like he's probably having so much fun. Yeah, he he looks like he's enjoying himself, and it's a big deal to get a residency. Mm-hmm. Like for people to sell out shows every night is like a huge deal. Um, so everybody was like super proud of him. There was a lot of celebrities there too. Um, I forget. I think her name was Allison Felix, the the track runner. Mm. Um, I saw her at the bar and. Um, Tank was there. Um, this young rapper, I don't remember his name. But. Yeah, I was gonna say I saw the video of the young rapper going crazy. Like it's so funny that yeah. the younger people have no clue how big Usher is. Yes. So yes. he was just like he. I saw him when he walked in because his shirt was so loud. But he walked right in front of our section, and um. But yeah, that is funny. He was like, y'all don't understand. Look at this man. <laughs> like, no, we we understand. We understand. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> right. But he, I mean, he did his thing. Because I've been to other shows in Vegas. Like, we did, we saw um, Boys to Men. But we were saying their show was kind of watered down. Because they was doing like three shows a day. Mm. Um, and we saw Janet there. Oh, Janet was amazing, of course. But um, but yeah, I was super proud of him. I was super excited for him because it's a big accomplishment to to get a residency of that magnitude. And they did not skimp on the production, so it was a good look. Well, cheers to Usher. Yes. So let's move on because we spent a long time on. <laughs> let's jump into our hot topics what's going on in the streets girl listen in these streets we were not going to talk about this but every week there seems to be a new celeb that don't wash their ass now listen (laughs) (laughs) of the caucasian persuasion (laughs) And us black folk are confused. <laughs> so confused. And the latest one was Coco, right? Oh my gosh. She put her whole foot in her mouth too. She put and you know what's so funny? The girl that was interviewing her on uh Daily Pop, uh-huh. Morgan, Morgan showers like three times a day. <laughs> and so she was just as confused. <laughs> she was just as confused because and it was so funny watching it because I watch Daily Pop every day and uh-huh. it was so funny because 
if you watch that show consistently, then you know that Morgan showers a lot, a lot, a lot, okay? And she, Morgan was, the way Morgan did that interview was she didn't want to like put Coco down, you know, about her not. She didn't to offend her, but she was like, you know what, <laughs> Yeah, and she even set it up like, oh, the craziest thing right now. Celebs don't shower. What do you think? And Coco was just like, yeah, I don't really feel the need to do that every day. It's just, you know, yeah. only when I'm icky. Like, icky? Icky. If you got to get to the point where you are icky. And then she was like, did she, was that her that was just like, yeah, and I just watched the important parts and like, keep it moving. Like, how hard is it to get in the shower and, and let the water hit your body and lather up? How hard is that? I guess it's hard. They, they they just feel like it's not necessary. And this whole topic of bringing this whole shower thing up has opened up other conversation too. Like people saying, I didn't know that people, first of all, peed in the shower. Yeah, people pee in the shower. And second, I didn't know that people brushed their teeth in the shower. Yes. I was telling Nicole, I had a roommate who would brush her teeth in the shower and you knew because you can hear her like hacking up a lung. She always choked herself while she was like brushing her teeth. Wild. And she would leave her toothbrush in the shower with no toothbrush cover, like just sit sitting on the ledge. And mind you, this is college. There's five girls sharing one bathroom. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna leave your toothbrush that you put in your mouth on the ledge of the shower where people bathe and wash their hair and their bodies and like, ew. That is just... But I guess people say they do it to save on time or save water or whatever. But I'm like, so you just spitting down in your shower? Like, okay. Yeah, like you just, okay, so... Guys, you, got you know what? Toothpaste dripping down your body. <laughs> like, I probably, okay, I could honestly, I'll be honest, I could see how you could brush your teeth in the shower. I will give you that. Yeah. Because I feel like I could do that in the shower. But one, I don't want to because I, I'm in the shower. And two, if you're going to do it, don't leave your toothbrush in the shower. No, don't leave your toothbrush in the shower. If it's your house, I wouldn't even do that if it was just, if I was just at home and I didn't live with anybody because I don't like for my toothbrush to be exposed to open air. Like, I just feel like, I don't, yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. I have like a sterilized toothbrush cap on my toothbrush. <laughs> because they say, um, if you leave your toothbrush in the open, would you flush the toilet that the, that the, the water, yeah, the particles. Yeah. So. Yep. And people just do it every day. Like it's normal. And I mean, I guess it is normal to them. And then the whole showering thing, like, I feel like there's always a big debate. Like, I also saw a news um, interview where they were talking about whether you use a loofah or a washcloth or your hands. And apparently, a lot of our carca Caucasian, Caucasian <laughs> brothers and sisters don't use loofahs or washcloths either. So they just wash their body when they do shower they wash their body with their hands. And the, the other, one of the news anchors was like, you don't even just like use a bar of soap. And they're like, no, I use body wash. And I kind of just like put it all over, rinse it off. Like, 
So y'all don't know how to shower either. So that's why you just don't shower. I don't know. It's just you know what? If you don't use a washcloth, you don't get that feeling of how clean, like that yeah. clean feeling. Yes, you need to scrub and exfoliate. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's it's, what the washcloth does. It's like, uh, like if you're not getting the full experience, I I see why you're skipping out because you're not getting the full shower experience. Yeah, it's nothing like getting out the shower and you know, doing all your routine and then putting clothes on, you just feel different. You just feel different after you shower yeah. and, and you know you're fresh and everything is just like moisturized and, you know, you're ready to go. Yeah. But apparently they don't feel the need to do that every day. And I was telling Nicole about experience growing up. I used to go to summer camp and my myself and my brothers were the only um, black family there. And so in my cabin, you know, the girls would kind of talk or whatever. And they're like, oh, are you going to shower today? Like, oh, I don't know. I don't feel like washing my hair. Like, I don't know if I'm going to shower today. And then someone else would be like, oh, I think I might take a body shower. And then another girl would be like, oh, I'm going to take a body shower tomorrow. Like, this was really like how they, I guess they don't feel the need to shower unless they need to wash their hair. Yeah because yeah. they but back then it was like we were like young so i don't even think they were washing up at all but i guess i don't know if, was it ashton kusher and um who was it that said they just watched wash the important parts i think that was um mila and ashton yeah they're like oh we just wash the important parts and keep it moving but i'm like if you're gonna do that you might as well get in the shower you just standing over the sink taking a whole bath every day yeah that's oh. what i think i learned from this is that some people don't realize that they're taking a whole bath yeah you're taking a whole bath daily when you have a huge bathroom that people would some people would love to have like yeah but i mean I, don't, I guess it's generations of this happening and we're just oblivious to it because in our households as soon as you come inside you better get your butt in that shower before you sit on my couch okay that's where i come from <laughs> okay and don't you dare sit on my bed and don't sit on your bed you go in your street clothes shower. yeah the street clothes is and matter of fact go get in the tub soak <laughs> and then rinse it off <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness yeah um our kids are raised will be raised in the tub you know that's just how we do it just is what it is but we're not gonna hold you we're gonna get to this next topic okay we're gonna stand beside you right (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna hold you we're gonna stand beside you right um we have a little jennifer lopez update Yes. J-Lo has finally removed all the photos of A-Rod from her Instagram. Which is crazy because it's been so long. I feel like, why are you just down? Like, you didn't been all out with this man. Yeah. All in the public. Claiming him at this point. And you could have had somebody delete them pictures a long time ago. See, I feel like there's now that she took forever to do this one at first i think she was trying to be classy about it because their kids were so close yeah and then two 
she was I felt like she was also like you know what he did he did something that was not right right yeah and so she I feel like she was just letting it burn like letting it sting <laughs> like no. I'm do on my profile but I'm gonna put him on it too like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how does it feel <laughs> and then everywhere she's been spotted he's been not that far away like how can they keep going on vacations in the same countries right like why are y'all y'all trying to link up or not listen <sighs> A-Rod, A-Rod, you messed up a really good thing. And I feel like Sis was like, you know what? I'm going to do it when I feel like it. And right. I'm gonna do it. It's going to be news. You know, it's going to be news that uh, she took, she finally took him off. Right. And I'm like, who are these people that are sitting there, like, going to her page every day? Like, oh, does she still have the pictures there? Listen, I guess people get paid to do that, huh? Yeah, they try to find journalism these days. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's move on to our mama moments. Yes. What was your mama moment this week? I forgot. I never write them down. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I can't even lie to you. I was trying to remember mine. And you know what's crazy? My husband told me it earlier. He was like, oh, he was like, that should be your mama moment. And then I forgot. But if I remember before we close out, then maybe we'll do them at the end so that we can kind of like remember. I probably will yeah. text him actually. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, whatever you got to do. Right. And I'll, I'll think of one in the meantime as well. Right. Okay, so let's move on to our main topic. Our main topic today, so we're going to be talking about the best parts of motherhood. I know you guys sometimes hear a lot of moms complaining about certain things or not even necessarily complaining, but like talking about how much work motherhood is. But there's also a lot of joy and great things um associated with motherhood so we just kind of wanted to shed light on that and kind of expose the good the beautiful the happy things the best parts um of motherhood and um what keeps you what keeps us going because i feel like those good things are what you have to hold on to in order to keep you propelling forward. Um, That's kind of like why I did that post today on our Instagram. If you guys aren't following our Instagram, make sure you follow somebody's mama pod. Um, But today I um, did a post that says, find beauty in the little moments and hold on to them. Mm. And I feel like those little moments are what really help push you as a mom and help you to um on those really really tough days because there's you know there's like everyday like struggles that we deal with as humans right right but as a mom sometimes you have like really really tough days like especially like in the early days when you you first have your baby or 
you know, bringing in multiple children into household and those adjustments and things that come along with that. So if you can think about those good times and kind of like hold on to those and cherish those, you can always think back to help you kind of like um, just keep moving forward. Exactly. Because honestly, um, I know the bad stuff tends to get the headlines and tends to be kind of more and more exposed. But honestly, you know, becoming somebody's mama and you're being somebody's mom, there's so many good moments that I feel like also get overlooked, you know? Yes. I think like one of the best parts about motherhood to me, like starting from the beginning, like watching the progression from the baby being your in your belly to the birth of the baby yeah. to becoming a toddler. I'm at the toddler stage right now, so I don't know how it's going to be, but I'm sure each stage, like I've just found like beauty in it all. And I love, I'm one of those rare people that love being pregnant. <laughs> because Kendra, I told you this third one is amazing. Kendra, I told you. I, tried I to said you. I love being pregnant. I just say I love having, having hella kids. Like, I think it's important <laughs> to know yourself. Okay? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's because true. Because a lot of times, you know, we talk about, I'm not going to go on a tangent about that because that's a whole nother podcast. Like, people have six kids and be like, oh, why am I pregnant again? Like, well, why didn't you do something to prevent that? Like, right. hello. Right. We have a lot of tools out here, okay? I'm one of those people who decide to partake in the tools because I know my limits. And I feel like two is a great number for me. Like, I won't feel outnumbered right? my own home. You know, when we travel, because we plan to travel with our kids and take them all around the world. So it's an even ratio. We can ride with each other on the plane if we get split up like i don't know even numbers i don't know it just works for me right 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 so that's why i don't even know why i started talking about that but <laughs> <laughs> you guys i always I, i've been i've been um uh saying yeah. that to kendra but it, it's no harm it's no foul and you're not the only one. Everybody is like, just try one more for a girl and all that. And I'm like, listen, no, no you gotta know. There's no guarantee I'm gonna have a girl. Yeah. Okay? So I just don't feel that I want to put myself in that position at this point. I love being a boy mom. Yes. But like I was saying, one of the best parts for me is just like from conception, like feeling, just knowing that there's a baby there. Right. was like everything to me like oh my god like I would literally go to bed thinking about it and waking it up waking up in the morning before I could feel any flutters or anything it was just like wow I'm really carrying a human inside of me and I'm gonna raise this baby and I'm gonna like you know just dreaming of all the things and then when they actually get here like looking and locking eyes with them and like the way that they just look to you for everything and the best cuddles ever and the smell of them and like you know just knowing that they came from you and you have an immediate bond and attachment with this baby right and like to me it's the most beautiful experience ever and so I just like really love like that's one of the best things about motherhood to me it's just like 
those parts of the beginning stages. Like it's a lot that goes into the beginning stages that's like difficult, but the beauty in that is what actually gets you through. Right. Like so even true. if you're in a thick of postpartum, you know, sometimes you get a little glimmer of like why I created this baby or, you know, certain things like that are, are what is able to help you snap out of whatever you're going through sometimes. So, um, at least for me. So that was like my top thing. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because um, since I recently went through postpartum and this third time was the hardest for me, but when my daughter would just look up and notice it was me and would smile, it was just like one of the best feelings ever, you know? Yeah. Yep. It was just one of the best, one of the best, it's, well, I'm, I still have it now. It's just one of the best feelings ever because that's how she communicates right now is by yeah. smiling and laughing or crying. So for her to, you know, open her eyes, see me and just get filled with so much happiness and just start kicking her legs and kicking her arms because she sees me. Yeah. It's like, whoa, you know? Yeah. But I'm right there with you with um, seeing them grow is, is definitely um, my favorite part. Like, being able to watch them just grow and grow up basically. Mm -hmm. um, like when my son was really little, I think I talked about it before, but he would cry at every drop off, you know, like, yeah, I spent, my son is six. I, my son is six now just going to first grade. Mm -hmm. And this is the first year of not crying at drop off. It's amazing. So, having these years and years and seeing him, you know, mature to where yes. he doesn't cry at drop-offs anymore, but it's like, I've spent, you know, he been in daycare for a minute, you know? Right. So, <laughs> and you like, all of a sudden, you don't care no more? All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, he went to public school, and now he like, it's lit over here, It's mom. lit over here, mom. <laughs> I don't know about that Christian school. <laughs> He's like, private school, schmide exactly so but seeing him like now just walk off and be like bye mom and then get home like yeah i had a great day and check in with his teacher and his teacher to say like oh yeah he's doing great he's talkative and helpful and this and that which he's always been talkative and helpful but not having that like emotional like breakdown before getting to school because mm -hmm. kindergarten was a hot mess so but that it was more more to it than just him for kindergarten yeah. he was getting a new sibling there was covid mm -hmm. teachers weren't very nice so yeah. for him to and also as a parent you feel so bad when they're in a situation and they're unhappy you know yeah so for him to be happy and thriving just seeing that growth just makes my heart just so full and the thing is when your kid's having a hard time you feel like you know what can I do to improve this situation like what is he going through that I can help him with and so for him to get to this point and he was able to work through those emotions yeah and build that strength that mental toughness or you know 
be in a better environment and be able to communicate it and all that stuff is a big deal because uh, I did drop off the other day and somebody that looked like they were probably about his age was crying at drop off. And I'm like, that mom is still going through it. Right. And your kid has overcome. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure her child will one day overcome, but it's, 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 you know, it's that glimmer of like, okay, you know, we got this, we got this, you know? Yeah. So really good. I remember you telling me stories about the other school. So to hear that is like really good. Yeah. Because that, oh, that's a whole episode in itself. Yes. And I love that he's getting positive feedback from his teacher and like, Yeah. yeah, that's, that can put you at better at ease like okay he's fine like you know he's good yeah yeah he's good and so um yeah so what's another one of your favorites about motherhood so you kind of just uh touched on it a little bit too about um when your kids like light up when they see your face um I just love that like even if you go like if I go somewhere for an hour or 20 minutes and then I come back and like Kendon sometimes like for for my older son I have to go away for a couple hours but (laughs) for Bryson I can literally like go outside for 20 minutes and come back and he's like smiling and like jumping out of his chair and oh my god the best feeling ever when we got back from Vegas we went to my parents house to pick them up and uh they're both at the door they they heard the ho- the doorbell and they're like mommy and then um when we open the door uh my my youngest he's like clapping his hands and swinging his arms really fast and smiling oh, and like he was like so excited and so um i just love that feeling when they just run and jump in your arms and they just you know they couldn't wait to see you or even from the smallest, you know, when they were babies and, um, you know, they wake up for a nap and see your face and like, just be like this, this old tired looking smile, like <laughs> <laughs> it's the cutest thing. Like I just, my heart just melts. Like when they wake up in the morning and they're like, good morning, mom. Or, you know, like just those little moments like that. It's just like, Oh wow. Like they just think the world of you, you know? yeah and um you know you being their safe place and you know sometimes it's annoying when they run to you about every little thing but just to know that they can come to you and then they just feel safe with you and you know I don't know I just love that connection between mother and child like it's like no other like of course they love their dads and like they have their own special bond but you know, it's just something different about the mom, you know, we, we feed them, we, you know, they came from us, like, it's just a, um, undeniable connection that if nurtured, you can have, because I know that it's not that way for everybody, but that's something that I do cherish with my boys, like, and I don't know, like, if it's something different with boys and girls, Um, not as far as like connection, but I guess I'm going into another one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no worries, no worries. But, um, 
yeah i was just thinking like as i was like thinking about this like i don't know if it's different with boys and girls but the whole protection thing so like with my boys well kendon i would say my oldest son he has been overprotective of me from the time he could just utter a mm, mm. like if somebody would come near me or if they hug me or like when he first started saying no as soon as you try to approach me he would put his finger out no 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 like he didn't want anybody near me and sometimes it's like annoying but like even so much as we went to a, um like the car dealership to something was going on with the car and so the guy comes and sits in the car and <laughs> he has a little thing so he can check like what's going on with the car and Kendall is sitting in the back seat in his stroller or his car seat and he's like get out of my mom's car <laughs> <laughs> my mommy's car <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> and he's like, he's like two he's like wow. get out get out and the man was like cracking up he was like oh you don't have to worry about nobody getting you stealing you huh because yo, you got your protector back there and i'm like yeah but it's not like anybody coached him on that like you better protect your mom like he's two right but it was just just been a natural instinct for him like even if i um like if i like hit my toe on the corner of the table or something i'm like ow he will come running mom are you okay are you okay let me look at it let me see <laughs> oh i think you're okay i think you're okay how do you feel do you want me to pray for it and so sometimes i'm like it's just so cute i'm like yeah can you pray for it and he'll put his hand because this is the same thing we do for him right so he'll, he'll put his hand on it he'll be like Heal mommy's foot in the name of Jesus. Amen. Like, <laughs> oh, that is so cute. And I just love it because he's just so like, he's just so in tune when it comes to things like that. Of course, he's not the perfect kid. He doesn't always listen, but he, when it comes to his mom, he does not play. And he's always been like that. Like I could be crying, you know, whether it's crying at a commercial or crying because, you know, something tragic, some tragedy happened or whatever and if i'm crying or if i look upset like you know you know when you cry you have your head down you don't want your kids to see you cry right he will come over like i remember he had to be like i don't even know if he was two yet i believe he was like maybe one one and a half and he literally put his hand on my shoulder oh and looked under the um like you know how you have your head down he looked looked under i'm doing it like you guys can see but yeah he like came underneath so he could see my eyes and he's like okay mommy okay mommy and he's just like patting my back like okay mommy like he's trying to say it's okay but he's like okay mommy okay mommy Aww. and he's just always been like that and so i'm like i don't know if it's like a if he's just like a, you know, what is it, empathetic, or, you know, if he's just, if it's a boy thing, like with their moms, or I don't know, but he is very protective, very in tune. He doesn't even like my husband to kiss me. Like, that's annoying. But um, I just say all that to say that it's such a special bond that right. we have. And 
I just love the fact that he's always so concerned about my well-being just as much as I am about his. And I have to tell him sometimes, like, I'm your mama. Like, I got this. Like, it's okay, but he wants to be there for me too. Yeah, Kenan is definitely a super, like, leader mentality too. Mm -hmm. He's definitely, um, he's, he's, like, super confident, super loving. Yes. Um, I feel like... I listen to a lot of guy podcasts mm-hmm. and something I noticed with the guy podcast is they would talk about how like um, I was listening to one recently and he was saying, I knew I was tripping because it had been two days since I talked to my mama and I call my mama every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I had this other one, this guy was like, um, I was so loving when I was little, like so loving. And then, mm-hmm. and then the world tried to say that me being loving was a weakness and a vulnerability. Yeah. And so then I became so rough and I didn't know how to handle my emotions mm-hmm. uh, because I was told that, you know, that was a weakness. And now I'm trying to undo that. and then I listened to another one that was like I was so loving and kind and I felt like I was in a good place and then they're like but I was a teenager I tried to tell this girl that I liked her and she broke my heart and Mm -hmm. I just feel like I've never been the same since that first broken heart wow and I was just like I feel like when I listen to the guy podcast it's like I have my like a fly on the wall you know yeah and but it made me think about how just even with my son i didn't know that boys were so not so loving and kind yeah and until you raise a boy do you realize that they are so loving and so kind Mm -hmm. but the world is telling them to be something else I feel like yeah but then get upset when they can't tap into that because they've been told from the moment they showed any emotion suck that up you uh -uh, can't cry don't let that hurt your feelings you got to be tough poke your chest out put your chin up and of Mm -hmm. course all of that is important as well but they should be able to tap into the sensitive side the loving, the nurturing, caring side, because they're going to need that for their relationship and their children one day. And if you push it so far down to, they don't have anybody to help them tap back into it, then it's like, you know, you put them in a space to where they have to try to figure it out on their own. And then they get ridiculed for it. Once they get with, you know, in a relationship, it's like, why why can't you understand me or why can't you uh, be more sensitive to what I'm saying or whatever and it's like okay what you want me to be you want me to be hard you want me like you want me to show no emotion but you also want me to be caring and loving and and think of you and be considerate and all these things well it all comes together like let's let's have it all let's not act like they're not human right so I think that's why sometimes the best 
the, the men that make the best husbands and fathers and things like that are men that do have a good relationship with their mom yeah. that was allowed to that the mom that allowed them to still be human right and to to love on them and let them come lay their head on their shoulder and you know cry or be vulnerable or whatever and still push them wipe them off push them back into the world and let them be what they need to be but a lot of times too these days i feel like there's no balance in that because like sometimes the moms coddle them too much and then they don't know how to like stand on their own so it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot that's a whole other episode another day but um it's a gift and a curse but i do think there's a special bond between yeah. a mother and son like there's yeah. definitely a special bond there and like my dad he talks to his mom every day like literally she lives out of state but even if she did live here i think he would you know they talk every day sometimes multiple times a day but it doesn't bother my mom because she talks to her too <laughs> so it's just like a win-win yeah i will say i do feel like it you know i feel like the connections are the okay so the connections with the boy and then the connections with the girl they're very similar mm -hmm. but i will say like they're very similar but then they have little adjustments like like with the son it's protection right mm -hmm. and then i feel like with the daughter it's like i hate to use the word like best friend mm -hmm. but you know how people say like my little best friend you know yeah my little broke best friend yeah, my little broke best friend. Cause the, cause that's how the I feel like that's how girls treat you. Like they're they're nice and they're kind, like the boys. But I feel like boys are like a little bit more loving. Yes. But because they also are loving with protection, you know. So that protection part is like the extra loving, right? Yeah. And then girls, they're close, but they're like like a little broke best friend. Yeah yeah i get that but we love them <laughs> right i get that because yeah. i see like i see the relationships with my friends who have daughters and it's a lot more of like i won't say it's not like it's not like you're on the same level with them but it's like it's different like yeah the little different. girls be, will get right with you like yeah. they're like okay mom like so what are we doing like you know yeah, yeah they'll be like i'm going to starbucks I'm yeah they want to roll like they want yeah they want to roll they want to do everything you do yeah and so sometimes that can become an issue because it's like girl we are not equals but <laughs> but then the boys want to go with their dad like anywhere josh goes and mm -hmm. my son be like yeah like i want to roll like i want to go my yeah. husband is door knocking He's like, yeah, I want to go door knocking. I'm like, <laughs> you are not going door knocking. But it's a testament to the parents that your child wants to be like you. Like, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So it's a good thing. And I think it's good because I was the same way with my mom. Like, I wanted to go everywhere with her. I was, they called me her shadow. <laughs> like, I literally, if she was going to a meeting, like, I used to go with her to these, um, like, collaborative meetings for the school district. And there were like three hour long meetings, but I didn't care. I would just still go with my mom. I'd be sitting right there with her, acting like I'm writing down everything. I would do my homework. Like I just wanted to be wherever she was. Like, 
growing up and she let me come because I had all brothers so it's like you know I hung out with them too but if I wanted to go with her and I was allowed to go I went yeah so I definitely understand that dynamic and she always says like yeah until you went to college and got your friends and your freedom (laughs) (laughs) now I don't see you no more (laughs) yeah she's like you just ditched me after you went to college but I'm like what am I supposed to do mom gotta spread my wings (laughs) (laughs) gotta go out in this world but now it's kind of full circle I'm like mom you want to go to Target like let's go yeah I look forward to that um I will also say, like, one of the best parts of motherhood is, um, like, the little lessons that they learn, mm-hmm. like, when it clicks, mm-hmm. like, the big one that in my house right now is, um, there's always little ones, you know, but, like, teach people how you want to be treated, mm-hmm. and, um, like, little stuff like that, whether it's teaching yeah. people how you want to be treated, or sharing is caring, or... Mm-hmm. You know, to, and then to see them implement, implement it, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to share because sharing is caring. Like, yeah. You know, like, those yes. people moments, like, this is so cool, you know? Yes. I have that as mine, too. Like, I love that when, when you teach them something and they learn it and they apply it without you even having to prompt it. Like, mm-hmm. even something as, like, saying your prayers at night like when they learn the prayer it's like oh my god or um you know even when we pray with for, for with dinner Kenan is always like even though if my husband is praying he like knows like the last part of it you know in Jesus name amen so he always like rushed to say it first like you know and it's something that you know we've taught him or um helping with his brother like you know, picking him up or giving him things that he wants. And like, he kind of does it like as if he's like a third parent or something. Like if Bryson is crying, he'll like have his tablet and say Bryson's sitting in the high chair and I go use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I'll come back and Kendon is sitting with his tablet and he's giving Bryson some snacks. Bryson is content and he's just sitting there watching his tablet and then just, you know, not even looking at Bryson, but just giving him more snacks every time he cries yeah so it's like little things like that because we always tell them like you know protect your brother look out for him like you know help him and you know things like that and he's caught on and he's just he's so helpful with him sometimes other times he's trying to jump on top of his head but you know (laughs) he's still four (laughs) yeah he's still four so yeah but i love that i love watching them learn even with Bryson like he had to learn everything from how to you know usually when a baby is born they already know how to eat right but for him he had to learn through a feeding tube I mean he ate through a feeding tube so he had to learn how to suck a pacifier he had to learn how to suck a bottle like to to breastfeed and so like doing the exercises and then coming in one day and you know, where you see him try to drink from a bottle for two days straight, and then you come in on that third day, and he's drinking from the bottle, you're like, oh my god! We know you can do it. You know, you're teaching your kid to walk, or like stand, and you've been working at it, and working at it, and then finally, you walk in a room, and they're just standing up, and you're like, 
wait a minute, they're doing it. You know, it's like, it's the best. It's the best feeling ever just to know that like, wow, I'm really raising a little human that's going to become a big human and be a part of society. And I'm really instilling these things into them, but I'm also teaching them how to just be like how to walk, how to talk, how to eat, um, how to read, like teaching Kendon how to read is like been so satisfying. Like the fact that he can like read through books on his own. I'm just like, I taught him that like, it's amazing. Boy, <laughs> like, get your butt over here. You know, I taught you to read. <laughs> I told him that before he went to school too. I said, no, don't you be acting like you don't know this stuff now. You know you know this stuff. <laughs> he's gonna be mad because he's gonna be like, these kids don't know how to read. <laughs> Mama, you put me in this class and these kids don't even know how to read. Yeah, because when he comes home, like, so what'd you do today? He's like, oh, we colored this or that or we learned colors. And I'm like, boy, you already know your colors. But, you know. <laughs> You'd be like, Mama, I don't know what school you put me in, but they don't know how to read, Mama. <laughs> Might as well start learning how to do some um, multiplication, okay? Right. Well, they said they're going to be doing addition and subtraction. Yeah. So, I'm like, well, that's good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just get really excited about stuff like that because, like you said, like just watching them grow and learn is like everything. It really is. It really is. You got anything else? I think we hit it on the head. Did you, did, did Brandon um, text you about your mama moment? He told me about the one that we did last week. I talked about it last week, I think, about the salad in Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I talked about that last week. Um, well, I guess I'll say this. I won't say the little girl name, but I had my first mom moment where I was like, uh-uh, what's her? Who is that little girl you keep coming home talking about? So <laughs> since Kendon has been going to school, yeah. from the first day, he started talking about this little girl. And every day it's, I'll call her Katie. That's not her real name, but it's Katie said this and Katie said that. And I'm like, who the hell is Katie? <laughs> <laughs> So when I pick him up, I'm like looking like, can I see her name tag? Like, who is Katie? Where is Katie at? <laughs> who is Katie mama? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's hilarious. I was laughing at myself because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's starting. Like, I'm such a boy mom that I'm like, who is this little girl you keep coming home talking about? I'm like, let me find out. And then he and then he messed around and said, Yeah, but she's not my best friend anymore because she didn't want to be my friend. I'm like, she don't want to be your friend. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a big thing in kindergarten about best friend. Like kindergarten is the best friend. Uh -huh. My best friend. I'll be like, I'll be I was so best friended out. <laughs> I know. I remember when my little cousin was uh in kindergarten and she used to always be like are you my friend are you my friend i'm like girl be quiet <laughs> i'm like listen here be your best friend tomorrow but um my little mama moment is uh i will say this is my daughter likes me to pick her up from school mm -hmm. from preschool and today her dad um picked her up 
mm-hmm. because he took my car and he was running late. So I was like, yeah, just pick up Andre too. So when she got home, she ran up to me like, mom, mom, like, I miss you. I'm going to do all that, yada, yada. And mm-hmm. then she whispers in my ear like, mom, I wanted you to pick me up. Why are you pick me up? Why you got dad picking me up? <laughs> Because, you know, when I pick her up, it's just me and her, and we go to Starbucks. Yes. <laughs> we get a treat. Yeah, we do Starbucks, and we just, we might stop at the park. Like, we'd be doing it up, so. Yeah. She goes in my ear, like, Mom, like, why did you pick me up? I told you, like, I just, I just want you to pick me up. Like, she's <laughs> like. <laughs> she is funny. She is such a character, and. I asked her, they have all these options about different sports to do and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, I just want to dance. I just want to do dance. I just want to dance. What was your favorite part about today? Oh, we danced. We danced. <laughs> we danced. She be watching all the little kid music videos. Oh my God. Hilarious. <laughs> I just want to dance, mom. I just want to dance. Um, really quick, if you made it this far, then you are amazing okay but we're uploading the episodes also on youtube yeah i think it would be funny to like interview our kids on youtube that would be hilarious that would be so funny we should have them do a mukbang oh yeah (laughs) eating chicken nuggets right and pizza Yeah, so I will upload those episodes on YouTube this week. Oh, okay, they're they're coming. Uh, yeah, so you guys can also, I mean, there's not like a visual, but you can like listen. There's a visual actually, but it's not going to be like you can't see. Yeah, but eventually we will do some live recordings, um, so that you guys can see us. But for now, it is our voices, so it's just another platform that you can utilize. So make sure you guys subscribe at Somebody's Mama Podcast. I believe it's podcast or pod. I think it's Somebody's Mama Podcast. Yes, it is. So you guys can subscribe there on YouTube. Also, make sure you are subscribing on Apple Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you guys are tuned in every week. We upload every Wednesday. If you missed the episode, make sure you go back and check it out so you guys can catch up and like hear all of our stories with our kiddos and all that good stuff. And we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, Like we said in the beginning, I know there's a lot of like um, talk about you know, moms being so tired all the time. And like, it kind of seems like moms complain a lot. A lot of the memes I notice are like kind of complaining like memes. But, um, you know, it's a tough job. You're raising little humans and it's a lot on you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You are tested in every area. But all the reasons we talked about today are why we do it over and over and over again is because it's so fulfilling. And um, we want to also focus and shine light on the beauty of motherhood as well. Um, So we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. 
and join us for another episode next week. So See you later. Bye.